It's early Sunday morning. Everyone in my house is sleeping. I edited this week's podcast yesterday, but I didn't talk about the comments you guys made on our Facebook page regarding what your EDC is, your everyday carry. So I just want to go through a couple of these. My friend Joe had reached out to me on Facebook earlier in the week and said, hey, I have one of these bags. What do you suggest I put in it? And I added some comments to Facebook, which I'll share after. But I just wanted to go down the list and see what you guys put to see if I would add those to the bag that I told Joe I would put together. The very first suggestion on this list is Carmex. I agree, Carmex specifically, but any lip balm will do. I personally would choose Carmex over anything. Then I got a vape pen. Never, not happening. Looking at this picture, it's one of those gigantic vape pens. And I thought they came with like a holster. I thought vape pens like clipped on your belt. Uh, That just goes to show how much I don't know about vape pens. Extra, extra large dog poop bags. Not a bad idea because you can use them for other kinds of poop if you needed to. Reading glasses. If you're above 44 years old, probably need reading glasses. And I would suggest that you put them in a reading glass case. It doesn't say that, but that's what I'm getting out of it. A Yeti tumbler. I mean, I don't know how big your bag is, but I'm talking specifically about a bag to put things in. So I guess you can carry your Yeti tumbler on the side. Uh, knives. A lot of people shared that they'd carry knives. I don't know that I would carry a knife in my bag. And again, maybe I should have been more specific on Facebook. I just said, hey, let me know what your EDC is. I didn't specify a bag. So when it comes to carrying a knife, I think it's a great suggestion. However, you should probably carry your knife in your pocket or on your person. But if your primary knife does get taken from you, you would always have a secondary knife. That's if they didn't take your bag from you to begin with. And if they didn't do that, you probably have an overwhelming chance of getting yourself out of the situation because you're dealing with someone who's not very bright. I brought it up on the podcast. Someone's co-signing on this antibacterial hand wipes. I don't know if they'll fit in your bag. They might take up too much room so you could get a little bottle of hand sanitizer. That would probably do the trick. A suggestion for finger puppets was posted. I'm not sure how that would be helpful. A lot of people are bringing small handguns got a flashlight on the list i think that's a great idea a lot of people would say oh well you know i have a flashlight on my phone but you know for the most part that flashlight is completely useless and air todd shared that he is going to bring his resting bitch face now if that is not enough to dissuade people from approaching him if you break through the barrier of his resting bitch face then you will deal with his awful personality and i think that will more than likely ward off any potential attackers. The items I personally suggested people should put in their EDC bag, a field note style notebook or small journaling notebook, nail clippers, phone charger, phone charging cable, soft back book of your choice, a lighter, some batteries, a handgun, tourniquet, erasable pen, pencil, pencil sharpener, extra shoelaces, and some anti-venom. Oh, and maybe a cigar, a cigar cutter, and a lighter. Maybe two cigars in case you run into a friend, but definitely one. That out of the way, this week we're talking about the Dave Chappelle special. I share a story about how my daughter attempted to empower me to stand up to my wife. We're talking about the curious case of Natalia Grace, the documentary. I give a book review. 
and I do a little bit of whining about the birthday present I didn't get. So just like every week before this one, I share on social media, hey, I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. It turned out better than the episode we did the week before and the week before that. And I truly believe that's the case. I'm not just saying that. Like every time I go back and I'm editing and producing the episode, I'm like, man, I'm so excited for everybody to hear this. It's way funnier and interesting. I sincerely mean it. It's extremely encouraging to see more people are interacting on the Facebook page. You don't have to wait for us to post something up there, but when we do, it's awesome to see that you guys are interacting with us and interacting with one another, and we've built something pretty cool here. So that's that's what keeps us going. That and the fact that the subscriber numbers and the listens are continuing to go up and up and up and up. In the spirit of keeping this intro under five minutes, I just wanted to throw out there that you should anticipate the podcast changing and evolving this year and us doing a lot more stuff. So without further ado, here's episode 308 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. So have you seen the Dave Chappelle special yet? Yeah. Okay. I just want to take you through this. How do you feel? I know we've touched on it, not necessarily in a while. So just to, to reiterate for anybody who's new listening, for me, one of the biggest annoyances in the world is when you love something and you try to share it with someone and they don't love it back. Not only do they not love it back, they're dismissive of it or they're like, yeah, I'm not, A, I'm not interested. You're like, oh, you have to watch this. And they go, yeah, I don't, I'm probably not going to watch it. Dude, when like, when Manchester Orchestra or Eminem or one of the bands that I'm really excited about, when they have something new, I won't share it. I'm like, this is mine. I'm going to listen by myself. Gatekeeping SOB. No, no, no. I mean, everyone knows. How punk rock. Everyone knows it's out there. Right. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not blocking the faucet of uh, communication. I just mean like. I don't want this to be muddied up by what do you think of it. And I'm doing that thing where I'm going, are you liking this as much as me? Are you, this is a slow buildup. I just want, I just, it has to be me a couple times to soak through. That's more music, but comedy also, same thing. I'd asked my wife to watch the Dave Chappelle special with me a couple of days ago. And she was like, eh, I'm not really into it. And I'm like, cool. So I'm not going to sit here and beg you. I wanted to see it. She's in bed watching he's, her thing. He's so, arguably the biggest name in comedy, so correct. it's a big deal. And, and and there are stand-up specials, which we've watched before, and she's enjoyed. But every night, and again, I, I don't want to keep bringing this up, but friends, women think this shit is funny. No dude I know thinks it's funny, can really say it's funny. No, there's one dude. Him and his boyfriend both like it. But my, my wife usually, every single night, she'll watch two episodes of King of Queens, and then she'll watch... Seinfeld, if not one, if not two episodes. But now she's watching Six Feet Under, so it's two King of Queens, and then a Six Feet Under, or one King of Queens, depending on how tired she is, and then maybe two Six Feet Unders. Who knows? She'll fall asleep during the second one. And I just put my noise-canceling headphones on, and I go to sleep, because I don't I don't care about King of Queens. It was funny when I saw it, when it first was on, but like it, it doesn't stand the test of time. I mean, You can only see the same joke so many times. I'm not yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah. So 
I decided to put on my iPad. I watched Dave Chappelle's special and I, I laughed and she kept on turning to me like, be quiet. Like, what are you laughing about? But never said, Hey, what's so funny? Just was annoyed that I was laughing. So I'm sitting in the, uh, the garage smoking a cigar and she's like, Hey, do you want to watch that Dave Chappelle special? Like a day later. And I'm like, I just watched it. And she's like, when? And I said, when I was in bed here, you heard me laughing. And she's like, Oh, well, I can't believe you watched it without me. And I'm like, well, I asked you if you wanted to see it. You told me you did not. I moved on. I'm not going to beg you. I wanted to enjoy it. And I didn't want you to take my enjoyment away. I just knew Which how this is probably was the, play bigger, out. the bigger part. Right. Probably. You're excited because yeah. he doesn't, he has him what, every couple of years yeah. or a year or two? Yeah. Well, I already knew what I was in for. And I'm like, I might be offended. I might be uh, uh, triggered, whatever you want to say. But either way, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, this dude, this nobody does it like this. It's guy. A big He's one. great. Yeah, it's a big right? one. So, um, and I knew there were topics he was going to talk about Chris Rock getting slapped. I just knew th- things had happened that he was going to have to address because of who he is and what he, he does knew more than and me. the people he's friends with. So you knew he was going to smoke cigarettes. She's telling me, well, I'm not into it. I don't want to watch it. So I put on the Ricky Gervais special and immediately she's like, oh, I don't like Ricky Gervais. He's stupid. I don't, I don't think he's funny. <laughs> so she's scrolling through her phone or whatever. And every now and then she'll chuckle. So I'm like, okay. Uh, maybe, maybe she'll be, she'll be into it. And now I'm, I'm like, I could watch another comedy special. And I thought Dave Chappelle, I thought Ricky Gervais's was fine. And somebody had told me, if you like Chappelle's, you got to see Ricky Gervais's. Ricky's was good. Dave Chappelle's was a 10 out of 10. Crazy Amazing. timing, man. Like two of the biggest names like, yeah. in, within a week or whatever. Right. It's weird. So, it? and it couldn't be farther apart on what they do on the, as far as like, Way you know, different. this guy's a, a white British dude who's anti-God, anti, you know, all kinds of stuff yeah. and just coming from a different place. So I told her, I was like, I'll put it on, but you have to pay attention. And she's like, you know, giving me the roll in her eyes, like whatever, just put it on. So I said, just, if you give me two jokes, keep your phone down, give me two jokes. If you don't like it by then I'll turn it off. And she's like, just turn the thing on. So we start watching it. We get into the first, <laughs> the credits roll. Dave Chappelle is on stage halfway through his first story, head down, scrolling on her phone. I just pause the TV. And she turns and looks at me. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I need you to see this and not just hear it because Dave Chappelle makes faces. He, he walks around the stage. That's all part of it. It's not just like an audio thing. You have to see. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's all part of it. He's moving the stool back and forth. He's making different gestures. He's dancing. Well, there's he's a lot of whatever. nonverbal stuff that just is funny. Sure. Pauses. When you hear a pause and you hear the crowd laugh, like wouldn't that would make a normal person look up and go like, what's everybody laughing at? Because no one's talking and people are laughing, right? But, normal but when people. you see a pause, boy, does it really. So no, I'm just kidding. But so, yeah, like an eye roll. Like another said, separation uh, between women and men. This is how I believe it. Now, there will be people that come to the Facebook page or hit us up on social media or talk to us in person and go, that's not true. Yes, I get it. But I'm speaking in generalities. But I think more than not, when guys sit down to watch something, they're like, I'm invested in every single part of this. Like I, I have to watch it. I'm putting my phone away. I don't need to be scrolling on my phone. I'm, I'm in, I'm doing this, especially when it's good, especially when it's good. Okay. So obviously when it's not good, we start drifting away. And at that point I could just turn the thing off. Well, like sports center, I can do my phone in sports center. Right. But Dave Chappelle's, but but sports center, you're listening. It's just information. Like you, you could, you don't need to, if, if they're talking about a certain play or this player is getting traded to this team, it's like, this is audio information. I, I also don't care about like what the Timberwolves right. are doing. So it's okay if I miss something. But why would you put on a comedy special for background noise? Well, to me, I think to maybe just, I don't know if it's, it's definitely not all men, but at least to you and I, 
you know someone has crafted that performance. And if they're a big name, you know they're good at what they're doing. Right. So they worked and worked. You want to hear what they came up with because you respect their brain and their performance. Um, so then when it does come along and someone treats it like it's a daily sports center, it's just like this is – you're not viewing it with the, the appropriate amount of respect. Right. Yes. You know, I mean, that's how I am for so sure. So every five seconds, I'm, I'm pausing the TV nonstop. I'm pausing the TV. And she's looking over and she's like, are you serious? You're going to keep doing this? And I'm like, yes, because I don't want to keep going, hey, wait, wait till you see that. Now, I've seen it already. You got to see this part. You got to hear this joke. Because I want her to enjoy it. And I, you're not going to enjoy it on the level that I enjoyed it because you're not getting all the pieces. But she doesn't care. Well, but could you imagine being at the live? Because when you're watching it, you're just like, because you couldn't be there, this is what you get. You get to watch it with cameras. Right. But you're supposed to be there. Right. You know what I mean? So if you were there, you wouldn't be playing Ice Crusher or whatever the... Maybe. Can't say for sure. I mean, if you did, you're wildly disrespectful. So anyway, I'm laughing hysterical and she is just not having it. Like no laughs coming out of it at all. A couple times she like does the uncomfortable like, you know, like... And I'm like, it's not funny to you? And she's like, not really. I'm like, okay, so this guy is arguably one of the top five funniest people in the world. Yeah. Everybody agrees to this. I mean, possibly all When time. I say like everybody, he's, he's up there. I mean the vast majority of people who enjoy laughing. He definitely thinks so. Right. But <laughs> she says no to Dave Chappelle, but yes to 1990s Kevin James. Baby, This, this is why I'm like, I don't know when, you know, we fell in love very young and I always tell people it is extremely difficult to keep a marriage going for, you know, for us, you don't this, say. Is, this is 23 years, right? Yeah. Moving yeah. on. And we were together before that. And I'm like, how could I, how could I be, how could I love someone like this? Yeah. You know, I think yeah. when we were young, you laughed at stuff because you were trying to impress me and I was okay with it. That's, now, what, that's why it shakes your core because you're like, hold on. Like this is this, we have to, like, you have to agree. Well, not to deviate too much, but there's a few things that you and your partner, not your wife have to agree on. There's a few things that you guys have to agree on. Like there would be a few, like, like raising kids, you'd have to be somewhat similar minded, right? How you're going to save or spend your money. I mean, that's a, that's a big one, right? Yeah. There's a few things that you have to do, but for you, you're a creative person. So you go like, this guy's creating stuff. I, uh, I, I, uh, identify with what he's doing. And so it pisses you off or, or almost worries you because it's so important to you that you're going like, how can we be this close as we are as life partners? And you not understand how important there's certainly many comedy specials where we've got into 15 minutes and we're both like, this is terrible. We just, we're moving on. Mm -hmm. But how can we be so far apart? Is it the subject matter? Is it that she wasn't interested? Is it because it was Margaret Cho? Is it, or is it again, because you have this device and I told her, I said, I'm going to put a video camera on you. Okay. Don't you know how normally people do the reaction videos? And they're like, hey, this is a, a, a part in, in Game of Thrones, the Red Wedding. We're going to secretly videotape people yeah. and see how they reacted. Yeah. I'm going to do a non-reaction video. And I'm going to show everybody how it's almost on a timer that every, I don't know, minute and 
30 seconds, you pick your phone back up to see if you've missed anything. She checks her Snapchat and she checks her to see if anybody texted her. Then, And I'm like, put the phone, like this is important to, to the, you know, our, our, the world. Our, you're right. <laughs> so we ended with 20 minutes left and then we got, we got in bed and turned it back on on the TV and she turns it on. And cause I said, are you willing to watch the last 20 minutes? And she's like, well, we already, it's only 20 minutes. Yes. So we get back in the bed and she turns it on and the volume's low and she's, you know, taking her, her, her phone and putting it on the charger and she's turned the other way. And I'm like, so she's then she's doing she, her nighttime yeah, face routine. Yeah. Now, now she's facing the TV. She's, she's ready to go. And I go, you got to rewind it. Like, I don't know four or five minutes back or three minutes back because you missed the beginning of this joke. And she's like doing the, it's fine. We'll move on from here. He has a long story. This. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what to do. I don't, (laughs) I, I sat there like, okay. So after it was over, she went right without missing a beat. Boom. Six feet under. I put my headphones on. I, I put my hands across my chest, my hands under my armpits and the most defiant, the same way it was when she forced me to go see fireworks. And I turned over back. (laughs) I gave her the back (laughs) and I said, I'm done with you. I'm so irritated. I can't think of anything that would make me more angry in this moment. Like I was hoping she'd go either. Hey, there was some, at the end of the day, like I didn't really appreciate all the humor, but man, he really made a great point and it really, he tied it all together and we need to be better as people and we need to, cause he always has like a message at the end. Right. Yeah. Or I'll tell you what, I didn't like his sense of humor. I thought that he was punching down. I don't Something. Yeah. Something. Thoughts. On it was zero. Thing. It was almost like, Hey, so I went ahead and checked that box. So we're good now. Six feet under. You wanted thoughts on a thing that mattered to you. I want thoughts on anything. <laughs> if we watch a movie, okay. we used to do this thing with the minute the movie ended, we both put our fists out. Like we were going to play rock, paper, scissors. And then we would count to three, and some, we would either do thumbs up or thumbs down. And that's how we would know. No like, conversation. Like we give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. It's very gladiator. And then we we may have a small back and forth about it. But now I already know. Well, you'd think you'd know. If she's on her phone the whole time, oh, that's a thumbs down. Not interested. She could care less. No. There are times where she's on her phone the entire time. Thumbs up. <laughs> Great. Loved it. It was awesome. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't think you did. <laughs> I yeah. don't get it. Because you missed the nuance. Yeah. When you're watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, there's an A, B, and C story happening. You have to be engaged in all three stories because in the end, they culminate. Because somebody wrote that under the... Oh, she doesn't care about that. Someone wrote that under the assumption that you'd be watching. Yes. That's like you why, don't write a story under the assumption that people don't hear it or see it. That's why when guys start talking about shows or people that are really invested will be like, they'll be reminiscing about a show or a movie. They'll be like, Oh, remember this, remember that. And the person will be like, Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember that. They weren't paying attention. Even in adult films. I'm curious if it's the stepdaughter or the stepdaughter's friend. (laughs) I right there. I thought, is he talking about like adult meaning like films that adults watch or adult movies? I was talking about salt. (laughs) Did you go back? You didn't go back and watch it yet, but but a dude came up to me at work and was like, Dude, I watched this movie Saltburn. It takes a while, but it gets really good. The last yeah. five minutes is the dude dancing around naked. I don't know what I didn't. I didn't even make it that far. You should have led with yeah. that. No, no, I didn't hear that yeah. part. Yeah, no. So I, no. I, I would re-examine the that situation. Well, but he's an interesting guy. Did you watch the Chappelle thing? Did you say yes? Yeah, but I thought you were still taking layers off of this onion. No, I think there's a what lot, other layers there's a lot are of, there? There's a lot of meat. there. Don't get me started again. I'm already. I'm coming down I off mean, this high. I mean, I get it. No, but but I think I think what you're saying is a very relatable thing. 
And I think if you don't figure it out, then it's like, well, look at me. I'm just, I'm coming off living in a van down by the (laughs) river, right? So, like, I have a different perspective on it, but I think it is important. But you guys have always been good about, I like this, she doesn't, she likes this, I don't. But we agree to disagree and move on because we're we're bigger picture. But when somebody grabs you. that's the thing that makes like long term. When there's something that you really like and the other person grabs you in and they're like, come on, come on. You know, I love this so much. I want you to have it too. I want you to be able to to watch it and us to have the same amount of joy because I just, I felt like I know her enough to where this would also fall into her sensibilities and she would be like. You know me. You know me for this amount of years. Of course, I'm going to like it because you saw it. You, I pre-watched it. They it wasn't like know you as well as you know. It yourself. wasn't yeah. like I go. I love Dave Chappelle. I really don't know how you feel about it, and I hadn't seen the special. Had I seen it, or had I had I not seen it, I could see her going. At, if we're watching it together and not knowing what's coming next, but I was like, oh, I can't wait for her to see this next no, joke. No, but still, even so, it's <laughs> no. Dave Chappelle. It's a big one, though. Can you think of a role? That's reverse. Can you think of something where she'd be pumped and she would show you and you would be like, meh. So uh, that the impact on you could be less. Hobby she, Lobby? Because you could be like, I did it and I didn't give a shit either. So maybe it's not that big a deal. Hobby Lobby? Yeah. like Shopping? When, when she wanted to get Mod Podge to put on her next craft and you were like, I don't care about that. Uh, we just went the other day to look for a new pot for our plant. So That's exciting. Yeah, she had this one plant that flourished in the kitchen, and it became so big she had to cut it into two plants. And so she's like, "I need a new home for this guy over there." That is cool. That's good. So she said, um, "I'd like to go to Hobby Lobby," and I'm like, immediately, I'm like, well, "I'm not driving all the way to Maryville. I'm not doing it. Like, no, not interested." It's quite I go, a drive you, for you, a pot. You could, you could go to Home Depot and get a pot. And she's like, "Well, yeah, I'd like to check there first too because they also have pots." Now I'm in hey, for. Hey, we gotta go on a pot run. Now, yeah. Now I'm in for. Which is way different than when you were kids. Now I'm in for an entire day, right? And so immediately I go, no. And my daughter, it's me, my wife, and my daughter, and I go, absolutely not. However, I know I have to take a return Amazon item to Whole Foods. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll go to Home Depot because <laughs> it's it's on my way. So both of us can get what we want. Yeah. And then she says, well, no, I want to go to Hobby Lobby because what if they have a better pot? What and if I their said, pot selection is different? And, and, and that's exactly. And I said, okay, but here's the problem. So if we go to all the way out there and Hobby Lobby has, you're not, you're lukewarm. You're going to then want to come all the way back here and go, well, let me look here. And then if you're not happy here, you're going to be like, you know what? I, I agree on that one that I liked out there in, in Maryville. And if you're stopping at Aldi anytime during this, it screws everything so up. So I don't tell my daughter anything. I get her in the car. My daughter thinks we're just going to Whole Foods to drop the, the Amazon return back. And then on our way back, we'll stop at the Home Depot and we'll get a pot. And that's that's because I put my foot down. I'm not doing it. Not doing we pot. get in the car. I go to Whole Foods. I get out on onto Main Street and I'm, I'm heading due east. And my daughter goes, where are you going? The Home Depot's back that way. Now she doesn't want to go. She wants to lay on the on the couch all day and play Fortnite. She, she don't, wants to she watch don't, Taylor Swift. Yeah, she videos. don't want to. She don't want to go, and she's very adamant about it. And I said, "Well, we're just going to go to the Hobby Lobby," and she loses her mind. You said we weren't going to the Hobby Lobby. You told my mom no, and I said, "Well," and then my wife turns around and goes, "Yeah, but ultimately." Your dad wants to make me happy, so I always get what I want. We're going to go to Hobby Lobby. This my is da- mental warfare. Dude, my daughter says, "My daughter says you need to learn how to put your foot down." You told my mom no, and then you're just going to buckle <laughs> and you're going to go to Hobby Lobby. Like she's mad. It's not you, a joke. You weak man. You. She's like, 
she's like, you you told her no, and we're still going. And my wife goes, at the end of the day, he's going to make me happy, and I know he's going to take me to Hobby Lobby. And then after that, we're going to Home Depot, and we're going to look at those pots too. And if you're lucky, one of those places will pick it out, and that'll be that. So we go through all the whole time at Hobby Lobby. Me and my daughter are both crossing our arms, and I and I said to her in the Hobby Lobby, I go, look, I this is just going to be easier for me. I understand I don't want to go, and I have to yell and scream and, and be a man about it. But you know, I got I got I knew I had to go to Hobby Lobby from jump. I already knew it, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna go. I'm not. I'm going down fighting. You no. are resigned to your fate. My wife already knows this is the exact same thing we have to go through every single. The progression's the same. So she reminds me of Bill Cosby. It's the same thing happens every. So night. she she ignores that first. She's like, I know you're going to push back and you're going to argue, but at the end of the day, you're driving me out there. That's what's happening, and I know you're going to say you're not, but you will. So we and we know, but I still do it anyway. It's because you it's know a, what? Yeah. yeah, it makes me feel good. It makes me be like I'm the man in this relationship, and I've that's, decided to take right. you. <laughs> that's right. Because you know, I want I want you to have what you want, and my daughter just doesn't get it. And she's like, you, this is a problem. This is why mom always gets what she wants. She always chooses what restaurants we go to. She and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. So we get the pot or whatever. The very next day, I'm with my daughter at Dick's Sporting Goods. She had a gift certificate she wanted to spend or something specific she wanted to get. So we go over there, and she again, she pulls me aside. And she goes, you got to put your foot down. You've got to put your foot down. And she goes, "All oh, I'm just telling you that if you just keep on breaking down and letting mom do whatever she wants, she'll never stop. And I said, I've been on this roller coaster for, you know, 26 She's years. Like, Dad, I just thought of something. Yeah. And I go, but this is the same thing you do. Don't you see you do the same thing to me? <laughs> And she's like, but either way, I love you. You know, I, I, I'm nice to you. And I go, yeah, yeah no, I get yeah, you that. You both do, but, I get but that. you also both. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so it was very interesting to see my daughter pull me aside and go, you don't understand a thing about women here. And here's what you need to understand. If you give her a little bit, she's going to take more, and she ain't going to stop taking. You have to tell her no. But all the while saying, I understand I do the same thing, and you're just going to have to deal with it. She's like, don't do it to me, though. Yeah, it only took her 12 years. She probably knew about this for many more years, but now because my wife wants us all to go as together, and my daughter gets dragged into it, when she's old enough to stay home alone, it, it now it affects her. So she's going to empower me to tell my wife, nah, we're not doing it. Now, Yana... Yeah, yeah, in your defense, I would like to I would like to make a motion that watching Dave Chappelle's much anticipated Netflix special is far less laborious, laborious, man, than going to several spots to look at pots that you don't give a shit. I promise you that my 12 year old daughter or my 19 year old son would have been all about the Dave Chappelle special. <laughs> would have enjoyed yeah, it, and yeah. I wouldn't have to, to. But I wanted to share it with my with my wife of all these years, and I wanted to have this. Something together we could talk about. Now, why do you go look for pots? Why do I, I know go why with? she goes to look for pots? She don't, she don't want to drive. Why not? She doesn't want to. She wants me to have to go with her. She wants me to. So work. hard about driving. You know, they go like, I, it's not that I, it's not that I, I, I want you to do something. I want you to want to do it. And I go, but here's the thing. I'm clearly but, but telling you, you I don't. But want you to. want her to want to watch Dave Chappelle. Yeah, she doesn't care. Oh, that, she doesn't oh, want you come to on. want to go pot shopping. You have met her, correct? Yeah, she doesn't I mean, care what I want. <laughs> very okay. unimportant. It's very unimportant. Well, there's a certain ecosystem. Then, that, if, if she makes like, she'll tell me, "Well, we'll just take her car." The only time she does that is because she doesn't want me to drive her car because I move the seats and it's all adjusted. But when it's low on gas, 
she'll be like, we should take my car because then I also have to fill her car but with well, gas. You should she doesn't want to. She doesn't move, want yeah. Okay, dude. That's a gentleman okay. move. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. at, you know what? At least you guys are in a good enough spot to where she wants to ask you to go and you want to go. I, well, sp- I spent many a year where it's like, I'm going pot shopping and I was like, see ya. Now, understand this. I showed you, I got, uh, for my birthday, I didn't tell everybody, but one thing I got, I got my stationery, as you see right here. No, you talked I, about I just it, got but it. I hadn't. I didn't know. It came in, she never said anything, and it came in the other day. She bought you stationery? She did buy me monogram stationery. So she's listening. Is it thick? Is it yeah, here, stock? It's card stock. I mean, it's. Let me get my mitts on this. It's a card, so you fold it over, and then it would go, you write it in the inside. And then, well, when you, you know, said stationary, you meant like stationary card also. No, I meant stationary, but she's like, I like this better, Dude. so that's what I got, which I'm fine with. It's yeah, good. No, it's good. It's, she might have It'll serve she my, made it better. She's like, you need to write less. Don't don't be so wordy in your in your, your cards. But anyway, yeah. so the other thing I had asked for, because she, I told you she had asked for this Ninja Creamy, got it. This card is Everything good. she asked for, she got, even though she was like, don't. I did. Ninja, that's the blender thing? Yeah. I asked for a flying V. Okay? And she said, you don't need what a flying V. What do you, James v. Hetfield? She goes, you don't need a flying V. And I said, yep, yeah, I know, but like... Well, she's right. I, my policy is always, for my birthday, buy me the thing that I don't need, but I want, but I would feel bad spending my money on, so buy it. Correct. That's what I want. I, yeah. I gave yeah. you that, like, I dropped that, I dropped some knowledge on you about what would truly make me happy. You know what make me happy? Flying V. Because it's not, it's completely unnecessary. And, but I want it. It would make me happy. And she, and you would never justify purchasing your own $600, $700 But instead v. of a flying V, she got me an electric humidor. Oh. You want to know why? Because it, no, yes. It holds a lots of cigars. Oh, and she likes but She do, also, what, what's her she, new hobby again? You know what she doesn't do? Play guitar. <laughs> So I don't want right, to. Okay, okay, I don't right, want right, to seem right, ungrateful, right. and for just you know, for for, yeah. for for the humor of it, we have a present we could both enjoy. In a Dave Chappelle for my birthday, in a Dave Chappelle esque motion, you're going to do the end of this podcast is going to be a long monologue where you bring it all back and say <laughs> why you love pots. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I got a humidor. Uh, it's that not holds get hundreds of cigars, uh, and it not only will it hold the cigars I like smoking. It will also conveniently hold cigars. She likes smoking. Dude, I struggle with cigars, man. Like, yeah. they're fun enough to do. I like them. But am I the only one who's like, when I smoke a cigar for a day and a half? Like, this dude. Dude. Okay. So, I like to drink lots of booze all the time, right? Mm. My brother was you like. You get booze mouth. No. Okay. No, but my brother was like, dude, it's not worth it getting the hangover. I don't like it. He's like, I understand like drinking is fun for a little while, but he's also like, I don't like to lose control. And I go, well, that's because you're a crazy person. You're scared of what you might do. And he goes, yeah, I agree. But anyways, he's like, it's not worth the hangover. And so I'm like, yeah, the hangover does suck for a little while. But then by the time it is to party again, you are like, that, that's old shit. Like you're bringing up old shit. It's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, dude, I drank like a half a hard's mic or hard mics, whatever. And I had a headache for a day. I was like, that's crazy business. But I understand feeling like shit till lunch. Mm-hmm. I get it. But then by dinner, you're like, you know what would be super fun to do? Cost-benefit analysis. It's all person to person. Yeah. And I go like, maybe it's fifty nine or fifty one forty nine. I understand that. And whatever. With cigars, I'm like him. I go, it was fun to smoke a cigar. I didn't have a great time. But I'm like, it's nice. Some of them are better than others. But it's a good time. And I like shooting the shit. And it's good to do that when you smoke cigars. But... I take a shower, I brush my teeth, I use mouthwash, and it's still just, it's in me, dude. So it's almost like getting a new baseball glove 
and you need to season it. You need to polish it up. You need to bend it. You need to, you know, put a ball in it and drive over it with your car. Put it in yeah. the oven, whatever. Just sleep. You on know, it. I have booze mouth. If I drink the night before, I can't get the disgusting taste of beer out of my mouth, even if I brush all that stuff. Are you serious? Yeah. But see, the thing is, is you're you a cigar alcoholic, and oh, I'm a guy oh, who likes beer. Over. I, same with coffee. I don't have. I I may have coffee breath. I can't smell. Remember, but uh, not near. Still? I don't taste coffee in my mouth like after an hour. If I brush my teeth, no, I'm good. Me either. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is you have conditioned. Your booze mouth, and so mm. you have to you have to ready your mouth for cigars, and it just becomes sort of like maybe it's just you don't notice it anymore because your your mouth is so accustomed to smoking. Well, it's like cigarettes too. Like I was, I've I've struggled with them on and off for years, right? Me too. Like I'll be on them and then I'll be off them and I'll be on them, and uh, when I am smoking or like you know when I'm in the habit of it, I will. It's so funny, dude. Like, okay, I, I don't smoke cigarettes right now. So if, if somebody smoked and came into this room, like right after they put it out, I would be like, oh my God, you clearly just smoked a cigarette because so everyone it's else in the world. all over you. Right. When you smoke, you go, no, it's cool. I cracked the window a quarter inch. I should be good. Mm-hmm. That's not true. <laughs> right. That's not real. Or you'll go, I put a piece of gum in my mouth. Now you don't smell it. Or I came in and sprayed myself with Axe body spray. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you think that works, but it doesn't because you have cigarette mouth. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. booze mouth and you're saying you have uh, cigar yeah. mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what's better, like getting cigar mouth. And I mean, do you wake up me? in the morning with a headache after you smoke a cigar? But I don't or is it just a mouth? Uh, like the, no, I don't have a headache or nothing. No. So I think you just... I mean, I also drink bourbon while I smoke. So. It's just like, like getting a brand new uh, uh, skillet. You got to season that. My uh, lady's dad smokes cigars all the time, and her uncle. Good man. And no, they're they're great. They're great guys, and they're always offering me. And about fifty percent of the time, I say yeah. But if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I'm saying yeah because I don't want to be rude, not because I would. Like I wouldn't if you had whiskey, I wouldn't drink it as a favor to you. Mm-hmm. I would drink it because it rules. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? It's like I have booze mouth. You have. Mm-hmm. You and I, you and yeah. your wife both well, I have cigar mouth, so that's just what it is. I just I don't know when you when you sorry you were talking about humidors. Yeah, I'm off it. I just wanted to point out that I didn't get a flying V, and I don't know what I don't think I'll ever get one. I'm never going to buy one for myself. And I thought to myself, You're probably not. Going well, I thought to, to myself, there was a time where you came. I was talking about my guitars, like probably when you came to this house, and I had this room built. And my guitars were displayed, and you're like, "Why is this guy got so many guitars? And he doesn't—he's not in a band, and he doesn't play." I'm out. in a band out too, you right? Have like seven. And I've told you, take one on a vacation. I don't—that's fine. I might. But my wife will say, same as you. Why do you need a guitar? And I'm like, why do you keep buying purses? Because every guitar, she's like, "Well, it's a difference." I go, "They all sound different. If you can play it, different, you... they have different tones. Sometimes yeah. you just like to put on a new guitar." Sometimes, I don't know. Why do people buy guns? Why do, why do people buy anything that they collect? You don't have to put it in your fanny pack for it to bring you joy. Right. You should. But if it, I mean, no, I get it. I, I, I Well, I'm just a poor person, but I would love <laughs> to have several acoustics. I would love to have yeah, several electrics. But why? You don't need them. But yeah, you want them. I would love several different amps because each amp has its own, like, but I'll tell you this. scream. You probably have been in a guitar store and been like, man, and played an acoustic guitar. And you're like, I'd love to add this to my arsenal. Yeah. But it's not really responsible of course but wouldn't you love it if someone handed one to you you wouldn't you wouldn't be like nah it's not responsible of course well you know what on a similar vein to that you had asked me uh i don't know a month or two ago 
you're like, so you have your own place now, right? Um, you have your own spot, but you don't have a woman to decorate it. Like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you put in the house? It's not, it's, it's, it's almost like the opposite of the flying V. What they don't tell you about the big D is that like, everyone goes like, oh yeah, you start over. Like you got to start from scratch. You got to give her half of it. We all know that. And we've all slept nights in our cars, right? Driving mm-hmm. around Griffith. Mm-hmm. We've all done. But the bigger point is when you do get your own spot, there's a weird thing that happens where eventually someone goes, hey, where do you keep the toilet bowl cleaner? And you go, the what now? <laughs> and they're like, the, where, where do you... Hadn't uh, thought about it. Yeah, well, they go like, we're cooking a roast. Where's your meat thermometer? And you go, oh, th- what? Like, there's right. so many little things. Dude, when I... Okay, when, when, you, when you do divide assets and split lives, whatever, you make a list. My list... <laughs> the list of shit I wanted to take was like, you would have swore I was in third grade and reading The Mouse and the Motorcycle when mm-hmm. I read this. It was like, I want that lemonade stand I made, uh, some pictures, and my guitar. Like, it was so like... I think it's funny that you had to literally list your guitar because it's like, that that may go the other way on you. I've seen it go the other way on people. I actually, real, dude. I actually didn't list it, but I was, I know. I was like Charlton Heston. I yeah. was like, from my cold dead hands, <laughs> you know? But yeah, no, it was like a cast. Like, the shit that I picked was like, that could be rectified with like $700. Mm-hmm. The shit I didn't pick, like, uh, you All know. All the odds and ends. Pot holders, right. uh, a spoon rest. Uh, thumbtacks, like the little shit that you're in the thousands now of stuff that you just, you like dude tools. You go, yeah, I I got, I have tools. I have a drill set. Oh, you forgot. You don't have a level. You don't have a square. You don't have every trip to ACE hardware is another $73. The problem is it's like when you go to the grocery store on an empty stomach, can't do it. So what you needed to do or what anybody needs to do in that situation, coming from a guy who's not been in that situation, hopefully won't be in one, Mm. is to say, I'm not coming to this on an empty stomach. I am going to take a minute, think about it, and I'm going to go through and say one. uh, I should have meal planned a divorce. Yeah. One one dish for you, one dish for me, one dish for you, one dish for me, one dish for you. But most times people are at least one of those parties, if not both, are like, in such a, a race to just get it over with. Yeah. It's like, just take whatever I'm out. I, I, I'm done. Yeah. I got to get one out. of us usually is in a big race. Biggest mistake. Right. Yeah. Because you look back on it. Like you said, all the, all those little screws you, you had in the Mason jar that you kept forever. Yes, the baby those, jars. Full those, of those like got left behind. Number six, one and a quarter right. screws. And that person's not going to do anything with them, but you don't have them either. No, but you it, can't go back after the fact to be like, Hey, I know it wasn't in the decree, but could I get, you know, <laughs> no, but it's a horrible line of thought to be like, you have to tell a legal professional. You have to tell a lawyer who's billing you by Did the Did you take out. any extension cords? No. <laughs> See? Except you needed for the, me, Except bro. for the ones I had. In my, I sh- Maybe we need to start a I company should, now. I should have been like, talk to my lawyer and then. <laughs> right. I want my lawyer to talk to Dave. One of the things I did was somebody came back to me on the Facebook page and said, <laughs> hey, I have a man bag. What what should be in my EDC? And I answered that. And I'll, we'll talk about that at a different time. But I'm saying same thing. Now that you've been through this situation, it's a good business someone should start, which is like get a, bunch is. Of, get a bunch of dudes together and say, here's what you need in your everyday. Now that you're moving out. Your you're EDC. It's still right. EDC. Your every divorce I, need one carry. La- I need one lawn chair. Your every divorce carry. Yeah. Like, it's still EDC. You don't have yeah. to, <laughs> the bumper stickers stay the same, dude. There you go. Yeah, that's brilliant. What was your, your thing again to remind the listeners? You had a service that you were going to sell to me and other people. 
where I defer The one where I, I kill people's animals at, when they don't have the guts to kill them? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. No, but this is the other one. I think where you give them the straight poop, the straight yeah. dope. No, I, I handle things for you when you can't handle it. You just put me onto it and I tell but people. But what kind of things? I don't remember. See, now you're putting me on the spot. No, I thought it was like if, if someone, like the straight truth or. or th- yeah, well, someone wanted me to give an honest an honest opinion <laughs> right, to them, right, unfiltered. Right, 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 right. No, but the reason I was even saying that is because you were saying, for, I swear to God, I had a point, right? So on your birthday, you want to buy something superfluous, something extravagant that you normally wouldn't. And you expect, hey, since I have, have been studious all year and I've paid bills and I've been um, you know, responsible, it's now time for you to splurge uh, $500 or mm-hmm. whatever, or $50, whatever your thing is. Buy me the stuff that I didn't all year because I was nice. Well, my lady is the op- – well, she can do that too, but she's the opposite of that. Every time she comes by, she'll be like, hey, um, I noticed you didn't have like tablespoons. So I brought tablespoons. I'm like, oh, thank you. Mm. Um, Cool. You know? Oh, you didn't have hand towels. Like there's all those little things. Yeah. She realized how pathetic you are very early on. Very early on. So by the time my birthday comes – I'll say, what did you get me for my birthday? And she'll go, well, I, I bought you. Right. She should uh, have a running total. I bought you tweezers. I right. bought you a hair club. It turns out you don't use soap. So I mm-hmm. bought that. <laughs> yeah, it's all little things like that. Like, But hey, dude, I'm picking up. I went to Home Goods. Dude, Christmas season, guess who had a snowman? Like, uh, what do you call a rug? You stand by the stove? Like when you cook? You stand on a rug. A rug? I don't okay, know. a rug then. So I had a snowman rug, dude. I got a, a Grinch one. I think she bought that. But like, yeah, there's all these little things that like women's touch thing. So by the time my birthday comes this year, I can't say give me the extravagant because she's like, I've been doing pragmatic all year. You now deserve to make me risotto, mm-hmm. well, which I will do. The podcast is a good resource. And I know our listeners, especially at the beginning of the year, people like to purge stuff. So... If you just want to drop a list of stuff, if people want to purge, you could come pick up on their uh, on their uh, the end of their driveway. You know, you never know what could happen. You want me to go around to people's houses and get I'm just stuff? saying, if you were to, to throw out there a, a list of things that maybe you still need to get in yeah. order to make your house a home, and yeah. some of our listeners have those items and we're going to throw them away anyway, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. So I should just drive around and... What kind of thing? I like, I'll come to your driveway and you'll say, hey. I mean, if if you were to give a list and then someone from the podcast was saying, I have one of those, I have two of them, I don't need this other one, maybe you could make a connection. I there, you know what I'm saying? Radio. He can I, I'm going to do it for radio. you. I'm yeah, do yeah, that that's, for you. No, You're too smart. humble. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, like, uh, it's like Village Discount in Hessville. Yeah, exactly. You'd have to do a little driving. I mean, some of these people probably feel so bad for you, they just drive it over to you too. But... Yeah, just drop it off. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm on the Klein Avenue Bridge underneath it. So the other thing I was going to tell you is you, you never you, said if you like Dave Chappelle or not. I loved it. Yeah. I loved you never it. That's said why you liked to spend. I mean, yeah. That's why I told my wife in, to you watch didn't it. say you loved it. I did. That's everyone got that. I'm mm. assuming except for you. Was you say a little listening. bit better, you know, but you told me, you said, oh, you're texting me. Hey, you got to watch the curious case of Natalie Grace. You got to watch the And, yeah, and I was dude. like, okay, whatever. And then I went to it and I was like, oh, I, well, this came out like three years ago and I watched it and you're like, yeah, but there's new updated information. How did you watch this midget extravaganza and not mention it ever there? It's very possible. I did. And we just forgot. I mean, we've talked about so many things. I would have remembered I this dude. All I can tell you is it's one of those ones where you go back and forth and back and, and forth. And it's called and what again? The curious case of Natalia, Natalia Grace. Grace. Season two, Natalie speaks. Nay, Natalia and, speaks. And, and and what what I I'm gonna give everybody the the here's the, here's the summary. 
both groups of people are insane. She is crazy. Uh, the the little girl. I, don't know she, she's I believe crazy. I believe she was the only thing that's out of pocket is her age. I believe she was a. It, they tried to age her up. She is the age she. This says whole thing she is. revolves around a family who adopted in Indiana. Yeah, and dude. I you didn't know about it at the time? You don't no, remember seeing it? Yeah, no. I, remember. I just watch HBO a lot or Max a lot, and they kept saying, Natalie Speaks, the season you've been waiting for. And I was like, no, I haven't. Right. And they're like, Natalie Speaks. Everyone wanted to know. And I was like, no, I didn't. And then I, so I was like, what is this? And one day me and the lady were sitting there, and she goes, what do you want to watch? And I go, we like documentaries. And I go, let me just – let's give this 15 minutes and see. 15 minutes in, I was like, oh, my God. Dude, if you haven't seen any of it – I guess I'm five years late, so, but oh my God, the, dude. The guy, Michael, who was the, the adoptive father initially, you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Michael Barnett. Dude, this guy is the worst actor, the most terrible person on the planet. He's if anybody sure. believes this dude at all is not responsible for his part, you're insane. He's for sure. He did himself a disservice by doing this, this documentary. He's the fill-in. For like when your middle school drama teacher can't make it, you go, we need somebody. And they go, get this guy. And they go, well, he sucks. They go, yeah, but he also seems to be getting more and more ladies. Hello. (laughs) He seems to get a little more as the show. Like he starts off. He's like, I have this McMansion. I have a sports car. I got like a big house. Like I'm doing things the right way. Final episode, Frosted Tips. Dude. Yeah. (laughs) By by episode seven, he's like, hello, my baby. It's I don't know what happened. Yeah. I mean, I guess his wife happened, but good lord, dude! I don't know. I, I, so I don't know how to feel about it. It was it was a curious case. My notes say first off, the dad so douchey. Yeah, because I didn't think you'd seen it, and I was like, you're gonna watch this guy, and you're gonna call me in a half an hour and be like, I hate this guy oh, so much. Yeah. What? But he's but you, you got to keep watching because you're like, this can't be like, this can't be. But there was real. no reveal. That's the that's the problem. Never. They both stick to their well, guns. Don't, don't tell people that. Well, I, I mean, it's it's old. It all works out. It's it, fine. I mean, there is some new updated information that doesn't really give anybody anything. It's interesting to watch if you want to binge something. You get like, a lot of info, but you don't get the answers you're seeking. Yeah. Secondly, I, I have the same problem with TikTok and special needs, okay? Because <laughs> my my particular algorithm is very honed in. They On one half of society, they're like, we're all special snowflakes. Don't laugh at people. Everyone can do great things, and that's true. Then the other half, they like show repeated clips of this girl trying to do a curb. They just keep showing it. And I'm like, okay, but we're not, not. This is. I have to look around the room. Go like, okay, no one else is laughing. Okay, fine. That's not. I think the point of it is to make fun of little people, but they're sleeping on it. Um. Third. Dude, if once you watch this episode or once you watch this documentary, there's a serious argument that we in Indiana are 50 out of 50, right? <laughs> We're the last one. <laughs> Name a state that is like worse represented. Florida. Do we got we got Mike Pence and these oh, people? Right. Yeah, they're, like, they're not great. And and you know the Pence is vice president, so that's uh, cool. But like, <laughs> dude. They're just like so. He's like, we were in one of the most affluent eras of Indianapolis. And David Goggins is from Indiana. They did a casting for this documentary, and if you knew this little girl, and you were under two hundred pounds, you're like, I'm sorry, we can't interview you. <laughs> right? We can't do it unless you're humongous. Mm-hmm. The only people in this movie that weren't overweight was maybe the lawyers. Her new dad. 
the black dude who was like the the guy who was like her, her final. Yeah, but he was, he was like, like six pre- foot five. And he was a he was a, another weird, over dramatic. Everybody here was enjoying their time on camera. Dude, every single person. I believe oh. the thing is contrived at this point. I believe they're all in cahoots. Just like Democrats and Republicans, it's right. all for our entertainment. Yeah, it definitely is for our entertainment, but I'm, I'm watching this and I'm just going like, how could they make Indiana people look worse? Well, the funny thing is, is you can't, so as far as little people go, you're like, most people are like, it's a little person. Like, well, what, she what suffers they, from dwarfism. Could, yeah, but what could they really do? Like, in the at the end of the day, unless I was sleeping or unconscious, like, how could this person hurt me? That's what I kept saying. You know I mean, like, they said, oh, well, she came, there was one night where she was like seven or nine years old or whatever. And she came in the room and she was holding a knife. And then she's like, she's showing her hand. She's like, I, I can't hold a knife. You but literally, you can't, hold, you can't hold a knife. Let's not, let's, come on. You can put a slide lock on right. the door on the top. Yeah. Like, you could punt her. <laughs> Anyone could punt her right. anytime. Like, like She could uh, get you when you're sleeping. Yeah. That's about it. But like South Park. But those boots she wore would probably wake you up. If you, especially if you had hard If work. you sprinkled like Doritos on the floor, <laughs> anytime <laughs> she got close, you'd be like, <laughs> you'd hear it. My fourth note is the attorney. There was like a legal, a legal. Um, it was like an advocate. Yeah, was, like, like a legal former advisor. FBI, are you talking about the former FBI lady? No, she bothered me a little bit, but not as much. Also, just oh, I don't think she was overweight, right? Because no. she moved out of yeah. state. Yeah, she wasn't Indiana. Yeah. so that's she's an agent of the government. Going to another state is the nation's version of Ozempic. Mm. She no, there was a a lady with blonde hair that was like um, advising, and she sounded just like when Kristen Wiig does the Target lady. <laughs> And so we're watching her, and she's like, in the Michael Barnett case, everyone's walking around, and it's crazy. And she just had this, like, guttural throat. She's like, they're on sale. And I, of course, I did what I do. So I'm doing the Target lady the whole time watching it. And my lady looks at me, and she goes, all right, one more. She goes, do one more, and then we're done, right? Do you, do you ever ask Heather if she's Team Ben or Team Dave? <laughs> Uh, no, nah, I don't want to hear the answer to that. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear the answer to that. But, dude, it's but so it's super douchey. It makes Indiana look horrible. But it was, I couldn't stop watching. Because I was just like, every time you think you know what's going on, they're like, but then this happens. It was riveting. I tried to get my brothers to watch it, and they were like, I don't like to watch like stuff where kids are sad. I'm okay. like, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. all right. Did they ever see E.T.? No, but see, I made the mistake of, there's a documentary called Dear Zachary, mm-hmm. and I recommended both my brothers to watch it, and it is the saddest. I probably saw it. Dude, I think you did. Yeah. I think it was on our list of top mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, it's great, but you leave, like, the end of the movie just going like, well, I don't know. There we are, you know? That's just it. like Just like watching kids, that same feeling you get. But you like Dave Chappelle, and yeah. I was excited to watch it but i after his last thing the george floyd thing mm-hmm. i was like he's gonna come up there and, and he's gonna fart in a glass and smell it mm-hmm. and be like this is the best thing in the world i didn't like the last one but i thought this one was great i thought he bounded back so the one before the last one i liked the last one i wasn't not the great. george floyd thing the eight minutes or whatever the i did not like that one but that wasn't a special that, that was literally didn't he do like 15 minutes or no, no no i didn't like his last special Whatever his last special. I, I like the remember. one before it. Didn't didn't care about the last one, and then I really like this one. I thought this one was good too because I even I wrote down even though he smells his own farts, he's still funny. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, he's obviously he's he's got a healthy ego at this point, but he was still doing old school like voices right. and silliness. I right. thought it was great too. Yeah, that was really good. So again, I'm putting myself out there, but my mom gave me birthday money, and I know you didn't like that. <laughs> I loved it. Are you kidding me? I used my mom's birthday money to buy this one of the things I bought. With How it many was, dollar bills did she put in your birthday card? A hundred. 
Really? $100 bills, yes. Good Lord. I'm a good son. So I got this book. It's called um, The Loop Files, and it's a it's a basic uh, look back at from like 1978, 79, all the way up to the end of The Loop as we knew it as far as the – the talk radio stuff. The disco demolition. Steve, way past. That happens in 79. So that's the beginning. Okay. So this goes all the way from the original Stephen Gary to the reboot Stephen Gary, Brand Meyer, uh, Kevin Matthews, and everybody in between. That was uh, Danny Bonaducci, all these people. And I've said this a million times. This is the reason I podcast. This is the reason I want to do radio. I loved radio so much because of Steve Dahl, because of Brand Meyer, because of Kevin Matthews, yeah. because of The Loop. This book is the best book I've ever read. Like, because to me, this is exactly what I wanted. And it's not, it's, it's basically, it's not like a, a guy telling a story from, from top to bottom. It's he'll bring up a subject and then he'll go, the author will go to each person and he'll put whatever, you know, a little a paragraph awesome. from this person on this yeah. topic, yeah. this event happened and that event happened. And I appreciate so much. If I was ever to, I used to say my biggest regret was not going into the military. Biggest regret. Or before that, it was not continuing to play sports in high school. Then the military. And ultimately, I'm happy with my career path. But I look back and I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of this time from uh, in radio, in terrestrial radio, prior to Howard Stern, Steve Dahl being like the first person who was doing this kind of radio. Was he really? like the yeah. f- See, I... So not about I, I want you. I, I want you to read this book because you personally will appreciate it because of your love of radio. Yeah, even if you, yeah. even if you weren't a huge loop, I person just missed it because I didn't know it existed. That's the so. Sad part. And a, your parents would have never let you listen to it because no, back then. So. The, 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 but I'm even talking about the stories about how free the world was between the time in this book, specifically in this book, music, art, radio. Just we were open to everything, and these people were able to just take chances and do whatever. And yes, along the way they got, they got bruised and beaten by the FCC as time went on. And, you know, there were people putting the brakes on on, on, on people and going, Hey, I don't know. You really should say that on the radio and the radio wars between one radio station, all not really goodwill, but like not too terrible. They're pranking each other. They're doing things to, to boost themselves in the ratings and make other people look bad. But it's, it's kind of like a competitive thing. It's not, Super nasty. Was it such a new medium that people didn't know how to regulate or what they should do? Because every, up until then, I know there was talk radio, but right. it's more like, you know, news. That's yeah. right, friends. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of like, so what'd you do today? Th- this is exactly why, in my opinion, our podcast is what it is. Is because when, when I was little, I used to listen. My mom would always have it on. And I would listen to Steve Dahl talking to his wife. And his children were in the background. And his wife was at home being, uh, you know, doing taking care of the kids and they're talking about what they're having for dinner. And he, at the time, you know, the guy had a, he had a drinking problem. It's he was crazy out partying, that that's a job. but dude, there was everybody from any, who was anybody in rock and roll in movies in television wanted a piece of these guys. And it's crazy that's because cool, man. To, to look at what we have now, um, you listen to the radio specifically. I hate on the radio a lot because you listen to the radio and everything is like, oh, this was pre-recorded. There's like a, a program director who has all of his music. Every radio station is, um, you know, playing stuff that's already 
packaged. You could you could do it. Radio you, contests aren't even happening. You think they're happening in your city. The winner's actually from another city. You could record it's, your shit on the weekend and play it all week. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But but wanted. this was raw. It was live. You didn't know what these guys were drinking. They're on drugs. They're, you know, they're they're going out and they're in Chicago every day, every night, putting the, everyone in all these guys had their own bands. They were out there performing at different venues. They all were like, yes, we're on the radio, but everybody on this station is working together and saying like, this is a movement. It's not about my, my show, your show. It's about this station at yeah. this point in time. And that's why Chicago just has this different feel. I'm not saying the book says that I feel that way. All the bands that I know that are from Chicago that I like are always, they're all blue collar people that came from blue collar communities and you could go up and talk to them and you could see them here and you could see them out of the store and you could see them out of this venue and that's what was so interesting to me about radio. And when I went to Columbia, people like Bob Surratt are teachers at Columbia. You know, people in the industry are yeah. there being teachers. What about his wife, Marianne Marciano? Probably at some point in time, you know, giving, doing something related to give back. I went to the wrong school. And so, um, no, this book is awesome. It's amazing. The pictures, the I'll stories. Absolutely, I'll absolutely read it. It sucks that it's a blind spot for me. Because the first... Uh, the first exposure I had to anything like that was like Man Cow because mm-hmm. that's I just didn't know about these other ones. I remember hearing like, "Oh, this guy's doing like bits," which I just always loved, you know. But yeah, it sucks that I missed it. I'm sure there's a way to ingest it somehow. Well, so w- when I was listening to this, like part of the, I found a couple of uh, of uh, commercials and air checks on audio cassette that I did in college, and I was like, "Oh, maybe uh, I'll maybe I'll play those at some point in time." Well, I, I don't want to say. I think they're good, but you know who knows. I have at some. some I have some with the like these jokes are like. At some oh, point, maybe I will. Uh, I'll put that out there because you know why not? It's funny, dude. I, I had but some of those. I used to have to. I would have to take the train to Columbia, and I would go there, and the, like the teacher would say, "Hey, I need you to cut a commercial or an advertisement for a concert or this or that, whatever the project was." And I'd go into the single recording studio, microphone. I we back then we still had uh, carts. Carts, yeah. So you'd have to create a cart. I had to have a radio show that happened on Saturday, so I would be there during the week when I had other classes after class and going in there and making commercials for, on carts to play during my radio show on Saturday. It's pretty my awesome. My in class radio show. Yeah. So I did the same um, thing, but we had mini discs. Yeah, I mean, but you weren't, were you weren't at school that much later than me. They no, didn't make you do. I went in '99, dude. I had to queue up records in one headset like just because they were saying this is how they they knew the industry was past that and i I, so they weren't doing that they wanted you to cut their teeth no they're like hey we want to show you how this is done this is how the guys did it um sue halim was my teacher for control board operations and i think at the time she was the producer for uh rokan and uh that's the other one when i went to broadcasting school was uh, i would listen to uh rowan gary yeah which, so, so Gary was post loop, yes. but I remember being 19, like this, I was not their demo, but I really always admired like the way they had back and forth, mm-hmm. the way they uh, tried not to step on, they had to think Conarbo wagon every Friday where they bring booze in, which is a much tamer version. But I remember that was the, my, one of my first exposures to like, nope. not, not Manka was hokey. This was just like, oh, these two guys going back and forth, exchanging ideas, and I never stopped liking that. So for cor- correction, she was uh, the producer for Don Wade and Roma while I was in college. Morning and then show. I think after Don Wade and Roma, she moved over to Roe. And I don't know if Gary, maybe Roe, but I, I remember talking to her, and I was, you know, whatever, nine, 18, 19 at the time, and I was, like, talking to her about radio stuff. And she'd already been in the industry, and I was like, all the kids that were in my class were like, 
into contemporary radio. And I'm talking about like remembering stuff from when I was a kid and talking about these people that she's like, I know these people. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. You're like, yeah, I worked with them. She's like, I'm, I'm coming into class on Saturday, but Monday through Monday through Friday, I'm Don Wade. I'm in the studio with Don Wade and yeah, Roma. It's like, that's awesome. It's the coolest thing ever. Well, it I, used to mean something more. So I loved the production side of radio as much as I like, probably more than I like the on-air side. And this book talks, it, it gives a lot of respect to those people that were on the production side, on the sales side, and how important sales and... Um, not just production, but also marketing, all, 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 all the stuff. But but Marketing's how, huge. how these people all work together and everybody was, it, it's like Animal House. You know, uh, everybody was like complete chaos. All these huge personalities. Yeah. Everybody's getting along to get along. You know what I mean? But it was yeah. still like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna run my radio show over a half hour every day. So Chet Kopic is pissed off. Can and, I get this at the local library? Um, it's new, so I don't know, but when I'm done with it, uh, you can, I'll get you're not done you. yet. No, I'm like, I could probably have 60, 60 pages. Book. I mean, that's a size. I got it. I got it Wednesday. I got 60 pages left, but I've been like, no when my wife watches six feet under, I put my headphones on and, and listen Smart. to it. So while I'm talking about production, I just want to move into this real quick. My daughter had an opportunity to be on a part of a segment on WGN two weeks ago. So there's a place called the Great Lakes Sports Hub in Crown Point, Indiana. Shout out Gloria Morris. I saw the piece. So I was up at like four in the morning and they had the news on. My daughter's softball team was asked to, basically they were going to use this segment to highlight the facility and my daughter's softball team because we practiced there. They extended the offer to say, hey, come out here and you guys will be in the background doing whatever along with some other people and they're going to come out and shoot this segment. I got to tell you, this facility is awesome. It's awesome. It, it looks Yeah, it's super awesome. Too. But even more awesome than that is Gloria herself. I was telling somebody while I was there, I was like, hey, what Gloria clearly, I know when Gloria gets involved in something, it, it's, it's, she, she could take it to the next level. She's like Chappelle. She's a dreamer. And this is Gloria Morris of what's the sports Float, hub? She owns Float 60. Yes. She owns the sports hub, the Great Lake Sports Hub in Crown Point. She also has a myriad of other things she's involved yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I, I remember once I was trying to do something like a nonprofit charity, and she sat down and had coffee with me and was like, no, I'm for it. Like, she's, I don't, she's a delight. I, I had pulled her aside. I was like, I don't know how you have time. And she's like, well, you know, I have another, I have a full-time job on top of all this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, I don't do anything, and I do a lot. And I couldn't imagine, like, but anyway, she was able to coordinate this and put this thing together to put some publicity behind yeah, her business, which was be awesome. Fair, to be fair, she's only seen The Wire, like, once. <laughs> That's true, true. Uh, but on top of having the, you know, the indoor baseball, like a full field, the batting cages, a workout facility, one of those, like, virtual pitching machines, she has a creator podcast studio in on the property. What? So if you were a creator and you wanted to use... I don't think it's specific to softball or baseball. What if it was like dudes in their forties that like, but if you wanted to come use the facility, you could rent it out and it has all the stuff you would need to go in there and do a podcast. Holy shit, dude. I didn't know that. And it has a glass window so people could watch you doing it. It's what? Oh, I guarantee you if you go there and you tell her or say, Hey, I'm on my way over here. She would take the time to meet you over there when it was convenient for her schedule and show you How the facility. How does that get parlayed into a sports? Don't center? know. Don't know. And I started to ask her about it. She's and a dreamer, dude. Man. She's being pulled in so many different ways that, like, 
I wasn't able to to get in there and check that out because she had other things going on. But I was like, I promise you, there was a cryo thing there. So yeah, and it, it, the facility is amazing. Which is at Float Sixty also. What I wanted to point out was watching these news people work was cool because I enjoy the behind the scenes production stuff. Like they're shooting a bunch of different material and our coach was like telling our, our kids, Hey, you know, they got all this stuff. Everyone's probably going to end up on the news because at different points, the cameras in different places. And you and I know it's like, okay, they're shooting a ton of B roll because they're going to have to cut into it and use little clips here, little clips there. All of it's not going to be able to be used, but people don't realize the amount of effort, energy, and the eye that you need to capture the pieces that you need that are going to, it just doesn't, when you see the finished product, so we came home and watched it on the news when it aired, uh, we taped it. We came home, it, was, it had already aired, and we watched it, and my wife was, had seen it for the, that was her first time seeing it. And she was like, oh man, they really, like, really put this thing together. And I was like, if you were there watching how they were doing it, you'd be like, I don't, how are they going to get this together so quickly? How are they going to, yeah. you know, the reporter yeah. was like, she was like, you know, they're like action, go or whatever. And she is just talking, walking with things happening behind her, explaining herself, doing these interviews, talking to this person. And they were able to just put it together to the viewer looks so effortless. And that's arguably the easiest part is the part that you see, like the speaker. You yeah, know? right. Right. Because I guess you have something if you do it a lot. It's so funny you bring that up, man, because I think I annoy my lady a lot when we watch documentaries or shows. We watch uh, these like cooking shows and stuff. And we're watching, you know, Curious Case of Natalia Grace. And there's so much B-roll of her just, like, walking across the street to a park or whatever. And she'll, like, buy into the storyline and be like, or, like, we watch this uh, cooking show called My Kitchen Rules. It's like an Australian show. Don't ask. But they always have, like, one. So it's, just say, like, it's it's five couples. And they all host a restaurant at their house. And they're judged. And then there's a competition. And she'll always be like, yeah, I don't like these couple. This couple, like, they're, like, snarky. They're, they're like, this that lady's that kind of a bitch, you know what I mean? Or or these these people seem really nice. To have, and, I, and, and I always go, well, you know there's producers that go, we need you to be say nice things. Mm-hmm. And then there's all, is it coincidence every time there's one couple that's snarky, one that's, like, good looking or whatever? And so I'm always doing that. I'm always pausing it and going, some producer had to tell them, like, listen, we want you to be the edgy one, so say some stuff. She'll be like, "Yeah, hey, you shouldn't have said that." And I'm like, "Someone told them to." How do That's you think? Re- how do you think Puck got on the real world? <laughs> right, 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 right. But it's also that way for any kind of production. Someone has to film that little person waddling up. They, they go, mm-hmm. "We're telling a story of how difficult stairs are for you, so we need 17 sets of stairs. We need you to walk them up from several different angles. We'll chop it up later." There has to be an antagonist and a protagonist and an arc. And the thing yeah, is, is yeah. those people can switch places and they can switch places multiple times. Right. Right. So you need footage of the stairs with a red filter to make you look like a bad guy. You need the ingredients. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, the behind the scenes is is huge for sure. I just was very impressed and it really, again, you know how like you get to, you, 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 you sit down for a minute and you're thinking to yourself in those moments and you're like, man, what, what would my, would my heart have been and my soul have been more full if I would have taken, I, a hundred percent, a harder road of not knowing where your next paycheck is coming from, getting fired, moving here, moving there, having to basically, you know, do everything you can to stay in the industry. All the odds are against you. It's a hard industry. Only those top people. I remember being in radio school and they're like, unless you're a man, Cow or Howard or Steve or Brand Meyer or any yes. of these big names, 
you might as well. It, you will be moving from city to city. You're going to market Phoenix, to market, right? Maybe, and you won't. It's very hard to settle down if you're a person who's family oriented who wants to be married yep. and have kids. Yep. This is may not be the career for you. That's that was day one of careers in radio. The class. That's what I tell every person that at my job now is like, "What did you used to do? I went to radio school. I'm like, what happened? Like, you should have." And they go, like, "They told you the truth." Yeah. Well, no. I I go. That's one of those jobs where you make no money or a lot of money. It's at least that's how it presented. Or to you me. have to be prepared to just do it for the love of it and whatever comes. Like, yeah, dude. And that's I mean, but you have the the passion for it, which I did, but I just had that I did have that mentality that I regret. Where I remember I was working at the ABC building, uh, pre Cheryl Scott, by the way, but I was working there and I was paying for gas and parking to work for free. And I was making $10 an hour. I just remember going like, like I made enough to work for free today, Mm -hmm. like, and not pay bills. And so I remember like, I just, to this day, it's one of the things that pisses me off. Like I want to dig my dad up and go like, why don't you shake him? You know, although that's illegal. But uh, but I want like, somebody. I wish somebody would have said, "Hey, listen, it's gonna suck for a while, but you're good at this. Like, or or this is what you're wired you know what? for." And that's why in such an impatient society, where right now what I've heard is more the majority of young people. If you were to ask them what is the number one career you want to have, it's influencer. Oh, I was because say that as a you're working on. You're at your own time, at your own pace, and you feel like what you have to say is important, and you don't have to wait in line. But really, people find out very quickly that you it's know not most people don't want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you got a couple true. of good videos, and you that's it. I've been but. finding that out for a long time. <laughs> All right, for years. Yeah. So yeah. everybody's favorite segment now, I guess, is is the news. Yeah. So it's time. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of news today, but there are jokes. All right, let's do it. If cats take shits in their litter box, imagine what they do in their toilets. Yeah, that's right. more of a, just a thought, really. <laughs> I, I should have done it. If I would have pre-read it, I would have done it my best Jerry Seinfeld. Try it again. No, I'm good. Do it, just do it. Put, put, make toilets your emphasis. Okay. Documents were released recently containing Ep- Epstein's infamous list for his Epstein's Island. Uh, in a shocking discovery, the only names on it were some guys named Jim Tan Laundry and Eggs. <laughs> Before I meet life's end, where this disease of consciousness is finally cured. Consciousness? That's what I said. No, say it. Before I meet life's end, where this disease of consciousness is finally cured, I'd like to watch John Oliver fistfight Bill Maher. <laughs> yeah. I'd like that too. It's more of a, just a thought. I'm going as with well. John Oliver. The phrase, like herding cats is usually used to describe managing something that's extremely difficult to do. But when it comes to herding cats, this son of a bitch mouse, Jerry, has just taken things way too far. (laughs) I would agree. Although cockpits are plenty cool, the name implies something way cooler. All right. Authorities say they were able to locate a missing 16-year-old Ohio girl at a residence in Florida with the help of the popular online video game World of Warcraft. They were able to track the girl down by seeing her online activity in the virtual universe. She has been staying with a 31-year-old male and who was quoted as saying, I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those meddling blood elves who used to be high elves but changed their names after the scourge invasion of Quell Thalys, who fell in the Third War at the Forest of Landian. <laughs> where, did you get, where did you get the... Uh... I had to Google World okay. of Warcraft. The Mandela Effect has everyone swearing that the Bernstein Bears were actually called the Bernstein Bears. Some have even swore it's called something worse, the Epstein Bears. <laughs> All right. Those are your jokes All right. for this week. Those are your jokes. We will see you next time. Later.